dads. Hello. Welcome to Dad Talks. You get to listen to two dads talk. I'm your host, Jared Schmansky. With me, as always, my co-dad in crime, Joe Lopez. Joe, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, I am still working through this Sam Adams Jack O pumpkin mm-hmm. ale because I don't drink like I used to. Right, tell and... me about it. <laughs> a six pack is taking me six weeks to finish. So tell me about it. I yeah. so I'm drinking a tall boy of Budweiser. Hell yeah! Because I had to America's buy. Beer. I was left to my own devices last week at softball, so I had to buy my own beer. Um, and you can't like buy nice beer at to go to softball, so <laughs> I uh I was forced to go cheap. But the problem is, I already had a four pack in the fridge. And then I added the six pack to the fridge oh, with no. like two missing. So uh, two four packs basically in my fridge and I'm down to, so that was two weeks ago. I had yeah. six beers in my fridge. Mm-hmm. Now I have, I'm sorry. I had eight beers in my fridge two weeks ago. I have seven yeah. beers in my fridge this week. All right. So look at you. I'll get there in two months. I'll have whittled down the small amount of beer in my fridge. Is Budweiser a good softball beer? Yeah, I mean, it's really... So, I bought it from the gas station because my <laughs> wife asked me to put gas in her car on my way there. So, I was like, all right, I'm not yeah. going to go... I'm not going to make two stops. Like, I'll right. buy it here. So, they had a very minimal selection. I think I would have rather gone with, like, Michelob Ultra. That probably would have been okay. my, like, goal softball beer. Yeah. Um, but, like, tonight, DeRosa brought PBR, and that was fine. Mm-hmm. So, now, like, I have Budweiser. That's fine. So... Yeah, PBR is what I think of as a soft or as a softball beer. It's it a pretty good ribbon one. Once. It it won a ribbon. Yeah, how can yeah. you say it's a bad beer? It won a ribbon. Hey, real quick, have yeah. you had the Pabst Coffee? I have. have it's very good. This? It's like alcoholic it's chocolate milk. Oh my god, it's so good. It's so good. The problem is, I never know when to drink it. Right? Like, do, yeah. Like winter, I, probably. Well, in. It, I guess I should be more specific. I don't know what time of day to drink it, right? Like, I drink mm-hmm. coffee all morning, and yeah. then I drink, like, beer is like a nighttime drink. So, yeah. like, do I have... But it's not beer. It's not beer. It's, it's co- chocolate milk. It's like co- it's coffee, though. And yep. it's like, I'm not going to have alcoholic coffee in the morning. No. And am I going to have it, like, 6 o'clock and be awake all night? Like, what am I going to do? I don't think there's caffeine in it. I don't think you can put caffeine in alcohol anymore since Four loco. That is a good point. I never thought about that. I thought there was caffeine in it. I thought I looked at it. I don't know. I think it's just a coffee-flavored malt beverage, but it's mm. really just chocolate milk in a can. So It like, really is just alcoholic chocolate milk. Warm up some chicken tenders. Warm up some chicken tenders. Put have, some mac and cheese on. Have some tendies and alcoholic chocolate milk. That's the way, and... that's the way to go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love that plan. Yeah. So uh, I think that's what we will do it eventually. But for right now, we're going to drink what we have in our fridge. Still. As as is tradition. As is tradition. Whatever's in the fridge, that's what we drink. So, Joe, you're still in your month of spookiness. Here we go. You're done with we your weddings. Drink. You're really just getting into the spooky vibe. Yeah. Are these dad talks helping? Are the, the spooky dad talks helping? I'm getting there, but I feel like I'm also just getting frustrated, right? Because oh. my my nights end, and I like am like, yeah, let's do something spooky, and then I'm like, it's ten o'clock at night. I, I gotta to go, go to bed. bed. Yep, yep. <laughs> Boy, do I feel that. So it's like I sit in my lay in my bed and watch like I don't know, over the garden wall would be a good example. A ten minute episode of something that's a little creepy. Yeah, but nothing like because I'm not gonna be like 
let's put on a two-hour movie while I'm laying in bed trying to, go to sleep before work. And you, you know? don't, you know, you don't want to get spooked when you're when you're trying to go to bed. You get all hyped up and like excited. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm gonna walk out into my living room and see Jack there and probably pee my pants. That's all you've ever wanted. That's why you keep Jack in the house. That's it. I know. Exactly I know your it. reasons. Mm-hmm. But Did we're going on week three. What do you got? How are for you me? doing? I, I'm good. You know what? I'm. Last week was not as scary as I thought it would be. Okay. I was nervous going into it. It was a creepy thing, but I was not as scared as I thought it was going to be. Okay. Good. So I'm ready for this week. What I'm going to tell you today is a uh, series of stories that somebody wrote in. Oh. But not to you. They wrote in specifically to me so that you could be surprised. Somebody gave you scary stories to scare me? Yeah. Oh, no. It's about their life. No. Yeah. This is like a listener's life story that you're about to tell me? Yes. I'm already spooked. There is, Perfect. there is, when it's based off like true stories, three times more spooky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Uh, and it has to deal with a pregnant person, which is even oh. creepier. Oh, God. Yeah. So, you ready? I'm ready. Can I guess who it is at the end? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, in 2019, we moved into our new home. I was seven months pregnant and already large and miserable and tired from renovating on the house. I could only sleep in semi-upright and comfortable. I could only sleep semi-upright and comfortably in the recliner in our living room. My husband would sleep in our bed, but clear on the other side of the house. Many evenings, I would wake up around 3 a.m. and hear footsteps coming down the hallway towards where I was sleeping. I would wake turned to look up expecting to see my husband coming out to check on me only to see nothing and hear the footsteps travel back down our hallway towards where my husband was asleep. I would text him and ask, did you just get up and check on me? And he would reply back, no, but I heard you get up and come down here. Was that not you? I never felt the presence as being evil, but I felt looked at and uncomfortable. Whenever I'm in my basement, I get the same creepy, I am being watched slash stalked feeling. And still do to this day. Oh, God. Weeks and months later, my husband and I would be sitting in our living room watching TV when we would hear a loud bang or like something had fallen off the walls in our garage as well as in our basement. This happened a handful of times and it always scared me. It sounded like someone was in the house. My husband would always go investigate while I would sit frozen in fear waiting for him to yell out what it was he found that had fallen. But every time he looked, there was nothing to be found. Oh. After my daughter was born, the weird noises picked up. One night, she was sleeping with us, and I, heard, and I had an awful dream where I imagined all three of us in our bed sleeping. But a terrifying and grotesque hag was hovering above me, perpendicular, maybe six or so inches at most, just floating there. And she was staring directly at my sleeping infant daughter, who was snuggled right in between us. When I rolled over in my dream, when I rolled over in my dream towards the middle of the bed, I saw the hag. 
The hag then turned her face to me sharply and opened her mouth super wide while simultaneously grabbing my baby by the chest with her left arm, ripping her upwards, and throwing my daughter out of the bed towards the ceiling. I woke up so fast, sat up, and grabbed the air before I was truly awake enough to know it was just a dream. I instinctively reached for my daughter to save her, but I realized my daughter and husband were totally asleep and undisturbed. I was awake most of the rest of the night and heard shuffling noises coming from my daughter's empty nursery right next door. I was glad she was in my bed that night instead of her crib. That hag showed up in my dreams for several weeks and would terrorize me. I even dreamed I was watching her crawl out from our attic crawl space upside down and drop down directly in the hallway where she was in the doorway to my daughter's nursery. Our daughter has a video monitor and we constantly see tiny orbs zoom around at night. Her room is bright and happy, but at night gives me the creeps and feels like you're being watched. Last night, or lastly, one night a few months ago, my husband was rocking my toddler daughter to sleep. Again, we were all in our living room. The TV was on, but silent, and it was late. Everyone was quiet and ready for bed. Out of the silence, my daughter woke up, spit her bottle out, and said, bye-bye, bye-bye, pointing over my husband's shoulder. She even stuck her tiny hand up to wave at something that she saw over his shoulder behind our recliner. My husband and I froze and just stared wide-eyed at my daughter and behind the recliner, but we saw nothing there. Not moments later, it sounded like the weight shifting on our kitchen floor, like somebody turning and pivoting, and we heard hard footsteps that went down our hallway towards our bedrooms, and we didn't sleep that well for night. Or we didn't sleep well that night. Every few weeks since we moved in, I have Palo Santoed and saged our home, and I've done floor washes as well as a couple other blessings, um, blessings sort of, to try and make leave of whatever is attached to our house. It's been weirdly quiet for a while, and I realized by talking about this, the entity, I hope, have not disturbed them, and will let you all know if any activities begin again. Wish us luck. That is terrifying. Yeah. That is, like... I have that 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 scared me. Can I guess who it is yet? Go ahead. It's Kayla, right? It is Kayla. That's I I re- so I remember you telling me the the Cora waving bye bye story. Yeah, I knew that that one would kind of give it away, but I've told that story in the podcast. I told it the week after it happened, um, but I don't think we've ever actually talked about Mm-mm. the other stuff that Kayla's experienced here in the house. The, I had no idea, like the hag dream. Yeah, throws me. That is that is utterly terrifying. Like, it, it really freaked her out, and um, she actually so she wrote that story for another podcast. Uh, it's not a story. This is all experiences that she had. Yeah, and she she sent it into a podcast that she listens to, and they read it on the podcast, and they were freaked out by it. Um, and I thought, hey, we've only ever told the story of Cora saying bye bye. Right. Let's talk a little bit about what else is in this house. Um, but yeah, that night that she woke up and, and grabbed the air, she did, she like got up and made like a loud gasp and stood up and reached like in the middle, like of her sleep. I remember waking up and seeing her do that and it freaked me out. Yeah. Um, So do you feel, how much of this do you feel when you walk around the house? Um, I felt uneasy, and I think I've talked about that 
on the podcast before where yeah, I've felt things, I've heard things, I've heard bangs every once in a while. Yeah. Um, the bye-bye was a huge, like, kind of uneasiness. Oh, yeah. The chorus said bye-bye. Um, but then there's been moments where I've just been watching her camera and I will just notice big orbs coming out of the middle of nowhere. Um, like the actual like orbs. Well, like they say spirits take the form of uh, orbs on, uh, footage and stuff. So for example, I was at Luke's birthday party, Luke from best song ever. Yep. Um, and we were talking around a fire and they were asking me, we, about the house like you know we hear it's haunted and yada yada i was like yeah you know here's some stories that have happened but let's look at cora's camera right now and i turned on her camera it was probably midnight and cora was asleep and we just start watching these orbs going back and forth and then a big orb like comes out of the middle of nowhere in the screen and just like dissipates and goes away that is so weird yeah um so I've never had the hag dream. The way that Kayla described it was really similar to Mama, which I have said again on here. Is your the that, the thing that, that terrifies you the of most? Mama freaks me out. And yep. I don't know why. Um. So when she told me that, I really got chills and kind of teary. Like it really freaked me out. Um. So I thought, like I said, I thought this was would be a good time to tell about this experience that Kayla's had in this house and. I don't think I ever realized just to the extent of how haunted like your house really feels. Yeah. It's uh it's pretty uneasy in some some moments. It's uh for example, last night I didn't even tell Kayla this. Last night I was brushing my teeth and I had my bathroom door open and out of the corner of my eye, I swear to God, I just saw something like peek around a corner. Like I just saw a face oh, God. or a head or something. And it threw me off because I was brushing my teeth and I saw it like in my peripheral and mm-hmm. I seriously like, like jumped back and like my heart started racing and I got the chills like, and there was nothing there and, and it just didn't feel right. So wanted to tell that story and really quickly tell you the story of another experience I had when I was younger. Okay. What time are we at real quick? Cause I don't want this to go too crazy long. No, we're at like 15 minutes. Perfect. Um, so when I was 15, had to have been 15. No, 16, because I was driving. When I was 16, um, it was my sophomore year in high school, mm-hmm. and I was cast in the show Aida, which is a musical, which is actually where I kind of met Kayla for the first time. Oh, cool. Um, and while I was in the show, I became friends with a lot of the senior guys that were in the show. My cousin was one of them, but we just kind of all clicked together really well, mm. even me being a, a sophomore. And uh, a couple nights, there was, it must have been a spring break, I think, or something along those lines. There was a long break in school, but we still had rehearsals for the show. It was definitely spring break because the show was in the, uh, the springtime. Right. Um, so spring break was like February because yeah. that's when we began to spring break. Um, and we were doing rehearsals and we were talking about there was always this rumor in Tecumseh of a house in the town over next to us in Adrian. And the house, uh, I can't remember what it was called, uh, but there was a name for it. And it was just always this rumor flying around like, oh, there's this abandoned house that's haunted. Like people break into it all the time and go look at it. 
And as uh, teenagers do, yes. Yeah. And we were like, let's go do it. Of course you did. Yeah. So I don't remember what we called this house, and I'm not gonna say the name of it if I did. Um, but it's way out in the middle of nowhere, um, in Adrian. And uh took about twenty to thirty minutes to get to this house, and there was eight of us, maybe six of us, um, that went. There was I think six seniors or four seniors and then two of me and another sophomore. Um, Sounds like a hazing incident waiting to happen. Right? So the way that this house works is we always heard that the cops kind of drive by it because they know people go into there. Like break in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the neighbors are pretty far away, but they tend to keep an eye on the house as well. Right. So you go down this dirt road and you pass a couple of houses, then you hang a right and there's this field and you keep going and there's one like street light on this dirt road and it that street light is in the middle of the property of the house. Which is weird. Like that I don't know why a light pole is strange. in the property. Yeah. Hmm. It's an old farmhouse. So what you have to do is you have to park kind of off the edge a little right. ways away walk through a field and come in like through the side to get onto the property like walk through a couple fences okay well what we did was we just climbed over the big iron fence that's probably 10 feet 12 feet tall maybe even Damn. that's like chain shut um and we just kind of climbed right over so we get onto the property and there's like a weird shed there's the foundation of a silo there's some other kind of weird yard structures. And then there's the house, which looks decrepit as hell. Right. As abandoned houses and, do. Yeah. So there's, as you walk in kind of from what would be like the main yard, there's a porch. And my cousin is probably six foot four. Damn. 190. Big guy. Huge, huge guy. He goes up to this door and he starts shoving on it and cannot open up this door. Like something is blocking this door. Um, so we end up walking around the house and we find another door that doesn't have any steps leading up to it, but it's raised up a little bit. Right. Like there should be a porch there, but there isn't. Yeah. And we go and he he swat kicks this door in and it like swings open. And when you walk into the house, it is old like i say old but it's like from the 60s there's like a shag rug on the floor Gross. and like an old tv a nasty recliner it had been sitting long enough that like the paint was starting to peel off of it and like curling up gross like, so it just looked haunted and abandoned um and the let me clarify you up. did this at night right like yes yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. it's also very dark yes very dark so when you walk in, you step into like a, what would be a living room, and then there's probably what would be a dining room, and then you know just past that, and then a kitchen, and then it kind of makes a circle where it circles around, right? Where there's like a staircase in the middle of the kitchen that leads up to the second story, right? But you can circle around it and get back to the living room. So we walk in very uneasy. The I think it must have been six of us, um, and. Uh, it was very quiet, but we're kind of whispering and chattering, you know, because we're all freaked out, but a little, you know, kind of like you're excited, right, but yeah, yeah. 
And there's a group of guys ahead of us in the dining room. Half of us are ahead of us and half of us are a little bit behind us in the living room. And I hear um, a guy behind me who, again, is a pretty big dude. I hear him say, shut up. And I hear it, but nobody else does. But I I hear Ben say, shut up. And I look at him and I hear footsteps in the floor above us. They're going like, doof, doof, doof. And I go, guys, shut up. And they're still kind of whispering. And Ben just goes, shut up. And then you hear like these do, do, do. And then you hear them come right downstairs in the hallway. And you hear do, do, do. And I fucking booked it. Oh, my God. Absolutely not. Um, so these, these, I just got chills thinking about this experience. It was so freaky. Um, I'm sorry for the F-bomb, everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but so we turned and booked it like as soon as we heard those footsteps come downstairs they went from upstairs right into the hallway next to us like in an instant we ran and we got to our car and we took off right so we had two cars half we all kind of booked it at the same time Mm -hmm. and we met at like a tractor supply or something like some business that was just kind of brightly lit yeah yeah, we pulled into the driveway or the parking lot and the car behind us was the car that was a little bit up front or was the group of guys that was a little bit up front Mm -hmm. um when we got out one of the guys had pissed their pants oh my god and another one kind of had tears in his eyes and they were kind of shaking a little bit and we start to discuss what happened. You know, like, what did you see? And the, one of the guys, I stopped and looked in that hallway, and I saw an old woman in a bonnet. And he's like, that's all I can make out. Like, an older woman in older clothes, and she was wearing a bonnet. And I was like, that's creepy. That is okay. creepy, yeah. So we left. We ended up going back one more time that night because a couple more people wanted to go. Sure. So we went, we went back, and we're like, whatever. Um, and I start like taking pictures. Um, and I go back and I like on, really on a cell it. phone, right? Um, it must have been on a digital camera. Yeah, I had a digital camera on me. Um, we back in the know, day. We go back in the day. We, so we went again that second or that first night. We went twice. We came back. We were doing the show and all this, and weeks had gone by. And a group of people from the show were like, oh, we heard this experience that you guys had. We want to go, too. And we're like, shit, like, we can't take 20 people to this mm-hmm. house. So we decide, like, fine, we'll go again. You know, we'll take 12 people or something like that. Right. So we took, like, this line of cars to this house. And we go through the house again, kind of with this group of people. So there's more people. It's a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. And we decide some people are actually going to go upstairs and look upstairs. Um, and when this happens, there is a larger group of us. There's probably three people that went upstairs. The rest of us were kind of huddled in a circle in the kitchen, mm-hmm. like looking at each other, making sure everybody was calm and cool. Um, and we didn't have any experiences like the footsteps. We leave, you know, without any sort of anything from that Yeah, night. nothing. Weeks and weeks and weeks and months later, um, I'm at a graduation party for one of the seniors that was there that night. Right. And uh, it's her 
um, that's graduating and her boyfriend who doesn't go to our school. Um, I would start talking to him and his, uh, he looked at me and he's like, I want to talk to you about that night real quick. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a weird thing to bring up right now. Yeah. But sure. And he goes, you know, when we were huddled up in that circle, I was like, yeah. He goes, I looked outside and I saw something. And I was like, I have chills again. I looked at him and I said, what did you see exactly? And he said, I, I looked out this window and I saw this old woman in a bonnet and old clothes. And I was like, I'm done. That's okay. creepy. Yeah. So the pictures that I have, there's one picture where if you look in the doorway, um, in the upper left-hand corner of the doorway, you can see a face peeking out and it looks like an old woman wearing a bonnet. And I have the picture. <gasps> I, yeah. I have shit. Ugh. Ugh. That yeah. is creepy, Joe. That is yeah. terrifying. So there you go. There's some stories from our lives. There's a, lot, a few other spooky stuff that we've been through. Um, some people in my family have some sort of site where we can see things. Um, you know, one of my nieces can very much tell you if a house is haunted and has seen spirits walking around houses. Yeah, she uh, came and did that to our fraternity house, didn't she? Yes, she did. Um, I've had dreams that have come very true. Uh, I had a dream one time about my nephew being born, and he was 26 weeks. And uh, I happened to be home, and I had a dream one night where... I woke up and I looked at Kayla and this was when we were at college at Western mm. and I looked at Kayla and I was like, I just had a dream that he was born. But again, he's tw my sister's 26 weeks pregnant. Right. And I was like, you know, that's a little weird. And then a half an hour later, I got a call from my mom saying my sister's on the way to the hospital and that he's coming. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably one moment for me that was a little weird, but, uh, my brother tried to do that. He had, yeah. so in like a one week span, this is completely not spooky and completely unrelated. <laughs> uh, in a one week span, my brother had a dream. Katie's friend Margie had a dream. And then my brother had a second dream that we were pregnant. Really? Yeah. And uh, this was like um, two months ago and we're not pregnant. So that didn't oh, come okay. true. But it was just really creepy that in like a one week yeah. span, there were three dreams that we were pregnant. Katie bought it when bought a pregnancy test. She's like, this is too creepy to, to really? not. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, so there you go. I just wanted to tell a couple stories about our lives and the spooks that we've experienced. Joe, I'm creeped throughout. out. I'm, I'm creeped out. Good. That's why I'm here. Thank you um, for not letting me sleep tonight. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. And Hey, thank you all out there for listening to us again. Uh, Always. and, Thanks for sticking with us through the spooky month of October. Only a couple weeks left, and then we'll go back to our normal our normal format. Well, and then um, Christmas time comes, and I'm going to basically just be telling Hallmark movies for a straight yeah. month. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. There's brighter times ahead, but They're thank coming. you all so much for listening, and thank you to Planet Ant for having us on their podcast network. And if you haven't yet, go follow us on social media. We're at Big Dad Energy Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find us on Facebook at Big Dad Energy. Still two people away from that 150 on, on Instagram, so just Dang. go give us a follow. Just do it. Just give us a follow. Just just do what are you it. holding out for? That's right. And uh, hey, don't go spending all that knowledge in one place. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. <laughs>